This is Colin Zenshu, the podcast, episode 375 for the week of March 1st, 2015. What up, hey, oh, so welcome to Kanzen Shu, the podcast. That's very enthusiastic, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzen Shu. You're still enthusiastic. I like that, good man. I, you know how many cups of coffee I've had today? <laughs> Me too. It's been that kind of day. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening a little bit. Oh, the entertaining. Sup, my name is Mike Vegito EX. Heath, Hujio, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good. That was I'm, a very delayed I'm, response. You have to think. I'm about surviving. That. Okay. I had to decide what I was going to say. <laughs> Choose so your words sad. carefully. I'm I'm so out of practice. I know it, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a few weeks, and the last time was just Mary and I. So I'm getting back into the swing of things here. It's been a crazy month, just like the life front, but also the site front. We've had so many things going on, both good and bad with the site. We're all clean now, right? We are all clean. Okay. We have been cleansed. Stupid big sites having problems God, and grown up that that dealings. sucked yeah it was terrible but do you know up. how hard it is to go through like every line of code in a wordpress install all the core files by hand i don't envy you we're all good we're all good consensu is wonderful running smoothly that's the great thing about the last couple months is actually it's running smoothly it's a beautiful thing it is so amazing it's all of a sudden it's like hey look we have this deluge of news i hope the site doesn't go down oh yeah, wait no. We don't have to worry about that. It's expensive as hell. And in particular, I want to extend a wonderful thanks to our buddy Lemmy, who basically picked up the cost of the rest of, uh, unfortunately, the rest of just one month. That's how uh, it, it runs us these days. Uh, we don't like to mention it's, it. But. Yeah, it, it's weird, too, because it's it's twofold in the down months. There's not a lot of news. All of a sudden, there's a lot of news, and it's like whoa ad revenue right and even then it still doesn't cover it i know <laughs> it kind of sucks <laughs> but uh anyway so konzenji running smoothly heath we have uh, been away for a while we're here to catch up on a whole slew of things we're in that same kind of period that we were pre-battle of gods where it's well we want to cover the news and we want to really pick things apart and analyze it so we're going to kind of have this twofold structured episode where up front we're going to talk about the regular stuff regular news do a little bit of analysis some of that stuff then we'll have a very clear break before the topic which will be all the revival of f stuff that'll be part news and part analysis so if you are trying to avoid anything and everything revival of f until you can see it for yourselves no problem we will let you know when we get to that point you can turn it off and be like all right see you guys next episode uh up front we have some really cool stuff though on tap this episode we're going to talk about revival of f we'll get to it that's including all the things like uh toyotaro's manga adaptation all the news, some of the new stuff we've seen uh, from the trailer, all that jazz. Uh, but before that, we have a, a bunch of regular news. We have Kai, we have video game, and then more Kai, and then more video game news. Why do they decide to do everything all at once? I, I don't, I, what I, I don't get it. It's great. Why? But they do. They they should for for us not do this. <laughs> it's actually we we got a really great comment on Facebook today that kind of addresses uh, all of this. And it's a, it's a topic for a larger discussion. We'll, we'll hold on to that. So if you think you know who you are, you are who you are. And we'll get to you in due time. Before we get to the news and our topic, though, Heath, I do want to talk about Dragon Ball Kai because... I, Mike Labrie, Vegito I saw EX, your tweet. for the first time since the Majin Buu arc started, 
last year, I actually watched an episode of it. This is the first time I sat and watched an episode of the Boo Arc of Kai. I have already relinquished my number one Dragon Ball fan card. I gave it to you last year. I think you gave it to me long before that. <laughs> hey, hey. Like, way back in 2011, <laughs> when you're like, yeah, I stopped watching Kai. I gave up. <laughs> and no one blames you, by the way. No, no, of course not. I, I you think- can all, we can commiserate in your newfound misery. Good, good. That we have been enjoying since April of 2014. Because Heath, that sure was an episode of Dragon Ball Kai. It sure was. I watched, I don't even remember what episode it was. It was the one where uh, Gohan's ritual wraps up and he comes back to Earth. So like the Gotenks so fusion like wears off. 140, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Mary was just busy that night. I'm like, I got nothing else to do right now. And I think the Xenoverse servers were having real bad problems. Like, I want to do something Dragon Ball. All right, fine. I did it. Holy shit, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. In more ways than one. Like, it's it, it's not even one aspect where you're like, you know, that's kind of bad, but I can live with this, mm-hmm. you know, because of something else. Yeah, that it doesn't really go that way. I have to talk about the music. I mean, I made my thoughts on Sumitomo's Battle of God score pretty clear I mm-hmm. think, before the movie, leaning into the movie, or I pretty much don't like it. It's not that I actively hated the score of the Battle of Gods. I just felt it didn't fit. I, what I loved about the Jump special from 2008 is, yeah, it was recycled Kikuchi music, but it did such an amazing job of setting the atmosphere and the tone and really feeling that reunion kind of thing where we got the whole band back together, kind of literally in that case, with music yeah and battle of gods just everything about the story and the presentation from the visual side i mean animation qualms aside but just we've Mm. talked so much about how yeah that it really felt like toriyama's dragon ball manga from the audio side at least in the music it just didn't feel like the dragon ball we knew from the anime and kai here in the boo arc dude he 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 grabbed falconer's keyboard and he like slammed it against the wall a few times and had Mm -hmm. his cat run across it well i think uh there was an interview with him a while back where he basically goes into his process for kai at least and a lot of it he would develop at home like he'd just be sitting in his basement with a keyboard yeah yeah. he'd compose a song and then just go into work and just you know synth and whatever's lying around because i'm sure they have a huge budget well that's the thing to be fair the problems with the score i mean number one problem is there is just no budget being thrown into it it is the cheapest sounding piece of garbage in the world i mean it was embarrassing it was i really i'm so sorry i hate i hate to go back you're at a loss for words this is weird i hate to go back to 1999 mike here especially in lieu of what People just discovered on the forum earlier today. But listening to this music, the embarrassing feelings I felt reminded me of the embarrassing feelings I felt when I popped in Captain Ginyu Assault on VHS. Like, it was, oh, please have no one be around while I'm listening and watching this. It it was, like, that is not Dragon Ball. (laughs) And I don't want to go any further here on the Boo arc of Dragon Ball Kai, but... Holy crap, dude. It's awful. It is so bad. They just don't care. My my wish, even with Battle of Gods, and I think we talked about it, but especially with Kai, I'd always wished 
they had just reused the Kikuchi score, mm-hmm. but also brought him in and like maybe once every three episodes or something, just add in one new track. New. So, you yeah. know, just re-record all the old tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how amazing would that be? Even just like the uh, the the Sparking Games, Raging Blast Games, Ultimate Blast, where it was kind of these newly synthesized, it was kind of cheap sounding, but newly synthesized versions of the old score. Like, yeah, it's the old music, but at least it sounds slightly more updated. And you'll always mm-hmm. have those people. I, I forget. I, I'll never remember who it was. But I remember some quote someone tossed out there like, the horns sound so antiquated. And Mary and I have <laughs> tossed this into our daily vernacular. Like every time we hear so- horns in music. So like, whoever you were, dude, yeah, you totally got under my skin like the best way possible where now I laugh every day every time I hear a horn in music. I've heard the theory that that the Kai music actually fits the series so well because the series itself is done so cheaply. The music should be done cheaply. That's entirely true. So maybe we'll leave it there. I mean, I hate to start off so negative, but I mean, how can you approach the Buark of Kai with anything but negativity? Like, even if you go in with the lowest expectations, like, I'm going to take it for what it is, you kind of leave with, like, what the hell did I just say? It was really fun for a while to just watch people on our own forum uh, yeah as yeah. people would be really excited and <laughs> literally like five episodes in people would just be like i'm done i'm, I'm done <laughs> yeah. like people would literally say that's it i can't do it anymore yeah <laughs> it's like wow this is bad i'm with y'all now so that's that heath you continue to occasionally go back and archive some episode pages on the site right when you get to it? um um, that's sure. Enough. Okay, sure. <laughs> I am still at the same point Are where you? I was the last time that's we talked. Fine. No one's noticed. So, I sure haven't. I've been doing, you know, episode titles and okay, great production staff. Wonderful. And that's about it. That's all we need. Um. So here we are, post Xenoverse. You're probably looking for additional thoughts on that. They are coming. I haven't had the most time in the world to play it, and uh, especially with the server troubles, uh, doing the the online stuff has been more difficult than it should have been. And even today, I ran into the problem of trying to play offline and selecting single player lobby, and it's still kicking me offline to the title screen. And uh, I was really happy to see them put up a, a message today where they said, we know this is not an acceptable answer. It was like, that's how they prefaced it. However, if you turn off your internet connection entirely, it won't try to connect the online servers and you can play. So I'm glad they're at least up front saying, like, this isn't cool. We know this isn't cool. However, We're going to give you a little bit of a workaround while we try to fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they did say today, uh, I think the U.S. division and the U.K. or European division talked about uh, doing some surfer upgrades overnight. I think they mentioned Japan as well. Funny thing is, I didn't have any trouble during the Japanese launch at all. So maybe that just says that there's a shit ton of people playing in the Americas, in Europe, and the additional international territories that it's it's just bringing everything down now heath you have not picked up the game i have not yet i am planning on it okay real quick what has your impression been just seeing all the conversations about things i'm thinking more from the the story side of things than the gameplay side oh the story side of things yeah (laughs) I thought you were talking about the wonderful grammar and servers. Oh, no. <laughs> Although I do direct everyone to xenoversetypos.tumblr.com, which I started up this morning because I had some free time. Oh, my God. And it's hysterical. I, I could not believe what some people were tweeting at us of just grammatical 
mistakes in an officially released licensed product. It's awful. But, it's awful. Um. Anyway, yeah. uh, as far as the story goes, I I've always really loved the concept of where they were coming at this, especially because it's so different yeah, from yeah. what we've seen in the past. And I, I, we've talked at length with tons of fans, tons of people that play all the games. They've really become so repetitive, and there's only so much you can do to really try to change up a fighting game Mm -hmm. and i think adding you know hundreds of playable characters but keeping the exact same game doesn't really get you anywhere Mm -hmm. so i really like the differing story aspects while still incorporating a lot of original dragon ball z into it yeah i think it's a good good way to keep the old but have the new kind of change things up a bit Definitely. I mean, we saw that with all the sales figures, and we'll get to that in the uh, the news segment here uh, pretty quickly. But they are finally expanding their scope here in terms of old fans, new fans, getting fans back on the bandwagon. I think overall the reception has been pretty positive. Definitely. So, I mean, and there's at least from what I've seen, there's absolutely some stuff about the game. It's like uh, that wasn't a great design decision. Yeah. And have you? played anything with mmo elements in the last 15 years but uh it also comes off you know maybe it's just me from not actually playing it and paying too close of attention to everything but Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was just the american and european side of things where it just seemed really rushed like japan had it and they're they sent it to him like two weeks ago and said hey get this ready I may or may not have heard some stuff that may corroborate that. Yes. Okay. So we're on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. So let's leave that behind and let's talk about the real news. All right, let's get back to Kai. Heath, you've had a, a few stories about it. Let's start with this one, which actually totally took me by surprise today. I was about to text you and just say, what? And then I had to leave and I, I got distracted by stuff. Uh, <laughs> France decided to put out a digital soundtrack for the Arc of Kai and no one noticed for three weeks. Yeah, it's been out for three freaking weeks. And nobody knew about it. This is awesome. So we have to do like the the best Cliff Notes version we can. Heath, there are two different versions of Dragon Ball Z Kai, the Boo Arc, colon, the final chapters, colon, WTF. Mostly WTF. So basically there is an international version, which is known as the final chapters. And there is a Japanese version. These two versions are essentially different in many respects. The international version as far as we are aware, was developed first, has different opening endings, basically same storyline, but the first roughly eight episodes of the Japanese broadcast version of the series are cut way down. So in the end, the final length of each series will be a little different, so episode numbers will not line up, will not correspond, and blah, 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 blah. However, they do have the exact same score, just not the same opening and ending themes. Got it. And now this is actually something that I did notice. Uh, I mean, I had heard it before uh, just through text and people talking about it. But when I was watching the Kai episode, the eye catches are based on the international opening theme, Fight It Out, and not yes. uh, Kuzen Zetsu Go. It's like, oh, right, that jingle is do-do-do, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was one thing that, Um, was pointed out when we first started discovering there were two different versions. Mm. And that's when a lot of people finally came to the conclusion that the international version was actually done long before the Japanese version of the series. Because a lot of the the themes were based off of the international themes. Mm -hmm. And then when they 
redid everything and decided, hey, we're going to do our own themes and add in some really popular Japanese singers for our intros, then they're stuck with the eye-catch music that they already had. <laughs> right All right. So to get back to the story, the, uh, the soundtrack yes. is available digitally, a bunch of places, Amazon France, iTunes, uh, I think Spotify, some other places. So this mm-hmm. is where you can finally get your nice, clean-sounding versions of Fight It Out, which is the international opening. Uh, let's see. What was the name of the ending? It was Never Give Up. Never then- Give Up. Our, our buddy Kay found this listing for another song for the final chapters forever ago called Let It Burn. And correct me if I'm wrong, this song has not actually shown up in the international version of Kai yet, right? As of yet, it has not. But the theory, the standing theory is this song will be used when Goku defeats Boo. So... We're still a ways Got out it. from that. It'll get there at some point. Uh, well, you can get the full 5 minute 17 second version of the song on this digital soundtrack. So it is there. Uh, this is where it's debuting, which is not, to be honest, not totally different from some of the other stuff we've seen. I think back to uh, Over the Stars. Over the Star? Over the Stars? I can't remember if it was plural or not. Over the Star. Um, which was just tacked on to one of the, I can't remember which CD single, it was either the opening or the ending for uh, the very beginning of Kai. Um, then it turned out to be an insert song later on when they got to the end of the sign mm-hmm. arc. So they've done this stuff before where a song will show up on a CD or in this case, a, you know, a digital CD. So it's equivalent. just, again, everything seems to be coming from the international markets yep, because there's been no, not even rumblings of any sort of soundtrack from the Japanese side no. of things. So it's it's kind of interesting. So yeah. that's that's just a lol's story, whereas this has been out, no yeah. one noticed. They didn't promote it. Clearly, no Mm-mm. one cares. No, somebody, um, who was it? Uh, Daniel San on our forum happened to stumble upon it mm-hmm. and just said, hey, guys, uh, did you notice this? And everyone for a while even thought, oh, somebody just ripped the music and put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And after a little bit of research, everybody found out, no, this is an actual thing that got released it's official and nobody knew let's transition he the third box set for the boark of kai is out in japan and it covers what 11 episodes something like that 12, 12. episodes um so what's the deal with kai we we have this third set we what know they've is announced the deal with kai? what's the deal we know there's a fourth one coming at some point so we're really just looking at how many boxes is this going to cover? How long is it going to mm-hmm. go? We're, we're what, like two thirds of the way through, do you think, in terms of home releases in Japan? I'd say we are three fifths because I can do math. <laughs> All right. Just <laughs> we're on the third box and want. everyone is assuming there will be a fifth. Yeah. Well, there I'll put it that be. way. Yeah. So it's just by doing the math, when, when the series, basically, I think a couple weeks after the series started broadcast in Japan, they announced, hey, we're releasing box sets. Right, I mean, right. almost right away. And initially, they announced three box sets, uh, two discs with 12 episodes, and then eventually a fourth box kind of leaked online and people started picking it up, but it was always listed with a tentative date and no real episode count, but that's since changed. Well, the fourth box covers up through episode 146, but Dragon Ball Kai, as of this last weekend, is up to episode 143. And basically, at this point, Boo has just absorbed Piccolo and Gotenks. Right, right. So unless they plan to cover a crap ton of material <laughs> in three episodes, this thing's going to be going on for a little while longer. We'll have a fifth box set. 
And just by rough calculations and based on the international version of the series, which now the Japanese version and the international version have been lining up for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So we can estimate there's probably going to be about 158 to 160 episodes total and uh, should wrap up like June to July 2015. Which is interesting because we all just kind of assumed the the April switchover time that Kai has traditionally. Yeah. Well, and it made the most sense, and especially when Kai first debuted in Japan, Mm -hmm. the first two months' worth of episodes were drastically cut down. They're so So, fast, right. And based on that pace, that's how we all assumed, like, they might be mm -hmm. able to do this in a year and be ready to switch out for something, whether it's Digimon or something else, like, next April. But that's clearly not going to be the case here. I... Well, let's go to some Vigigame stuff. We're talking about Xenoverse earlier. Xenoverse had an amazing first showing in Japan. It was uh, honestly the number one game its first week, and it's been out for a month now. So right now we have cumulative console sales. PS3 is in the lead with 81,000 copies, and then the PS4 version is just about to close in on 60,000 copies. Uh, If you compare numbers, when... When we had the first week sales figures, I broke down going back to 2008, so right at the tail end of the PS2 generation with Infinite World. We had Infinite World and Burst Limit actually in the same year there in 2008 on the uh, PS2 and then the at the time, the new systems. Burst Limit actually on just the PS3 alone surpassed what Xenoverse did on those two systems. So Burst Limit is still like this gold standard of the modern era of games that we have really solid reporting on in terms of how well did this do that did that well on ps3 alone in japan it's a completely different world right now we have different generations of consoles we live in a mobile world which didn't really exist back then so it's it's tough to compare numbers i mean it's easy to compare numbers but to put it in the appropriate context requires such a larger discussion that being said this is a dragon ball console game that's holding on to the charts for a month in Japan. The only other game to do that has been Dragon Ball Heroes on 3DS, which is not a mobile game in the you know, the new, the modern sense, but a portable game. And even Heroes dipped away and then came back for a while. I'm super curious to see how long Xenoverse is going to hold on. It's been holding steady for the last couple weeks. I think uh, they may have hit pay dirt with this. <laughs> I think so. I mean, but yeah, to me, uh, I think I've described it this way before. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or text forum discussion somewhere. Xenoverse to me really feels like their Hail Mary in terms of a Dragon Ball console game where everything they've been doing has just been dwindling and dwindling. Like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, just appealing to a smaller and smaller subset of the exact same fans over and over. They had to do something different on consoles if they were going to appeal to a much larger audience. And last year's Battle of Z seemed to be a half step in that direction. There was a larger discussion about that game back then, and there, I think there still could be about what the game actually was and how it was not marketed as what it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but Xenoverse is, they, they let it bake for a while, and clearly it could have used some more baking and some more refining, but uh, they seem to hit on what that larger group of fans did want, which was, yeah, a good amount of characters and new story stuff pulled in, but an original story pulled in. And I feel like um, parts of it are almost an homage to Dragon Ball Online, where it's I mean, like, hey, they, you know... They clearly are. Yeah. I mean, you haven't... Uh, 
we didn't get that here in Japan, so you know what? We're going to kind of give it to you. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. And uh, that was almost a, a great way. You still had to redo all the assets and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know how much money they saved on the development from that side. Like, they still did almost an entirely different story, yet telling the same story at the same time. It's really hard to describe. But um, yeah. anyway, there's a bunch of other video game stuff we need to get to, and that's just sales seems to be going well uh so the god mission one update for dragon ball heroes the arcade game in japan that's coming next week in japan and speaking of dragon ball heroes and dragon ball online and dragon ball xenoverse all thrown together into one amalgamation of dragon ball alternate timeline goodness heroes seems to be sticking closer to online than Xenoverse is because we got Time Breaker Bardock here kind of leading the charge into this next generation of Dragon Ball Heroes updates. So we've got all the new promotional videos. Julian did a great breakdown of uh, what they all say, what they all have. That update hits next week. I'm super curious to see how close Heroes is going to stick to online proper versus Xenoverse. Like we already have Time Patrol Trunks, but he was from online and his Xenoverse incarnation is kind of the same. But Timebreaker Bardock is not in Xenoverse. So is that storyline going to play out more closely to online? Like I'm super excited just to see how they're going to handle everything. I think it'll be neat. It will be neat. Personally. It, it's just been so amazing to watch heroes yes. develop. <laughs> Whether you I mean, like it or not. From- it's just super yeah. fun to watch. And you you almost ask yourself, is this really ever going to end? I know. I mean, it was weird because when they began, you know, they started with the beginning of the series and they're moving along and all of a sudden you're like, well, gosh, they're up to GT already. They must be running out of stuff. Apparently they're not because well, they just keep going. When you make up thing after thing and then pull in other undeveloped things, no, you can go forever. You're talking about pay dirt exactly. earlier. This is the true pay dirt for Bandai Namco in Japan. Yeah, screw a new series. That's right. Well, we'll get to that Sorry. at some point <laughs> in a larger discussion. So the last bit of news, still video game related, but a new game is coming to the the 3ds that is not dragon ball heroes ultimate mission extreme butoden a new game with the butoden branding this is coming from arc which i i'm super psyched about they worked on the it's tough to put it under one banner because we got them as supersonic warriors one and two but in japan it was buku togeki and then buku rasen i believe it was on gba and ds respectively yeah the folks who worked on other awesome games like i don't know Guilty Gear, they're working on a new Dragon Ball game coming to the 3DS, a new fighting game. And you're probably like, oh man, it's still region locked. I can't import this game. I don't want to buy a Japanese 3DS. I was with you and I was going to have Julian bring me back a Japanese 3DS. However, if you haven't checked it out, there is a new exploit for a non-new Nintendo 3DS. Like the new one that just came out with the analog nub and everyone's brouhaha over America getting the XL and not the regular size one. The new Nintendo 3DS, this does not work on it. If you have an original 3DS or an original 3DS XL, there is an exploit called Region 3. All you have to do is put a file on your SD card and then you do a really complicated thing where you load the DSD 
download play application, you go back to the home screen without closing that and you visit a web page and then your 3DS restarts and you're playing your Japanese game. It's kind of amazing. There's finally a workaround for it. So I've been able to successfully load up uh, Ultimate Mission 2 and J Legend Retsuden. So now I am super psyched that I will be able to import Extreme Butoden. Go fan modders, hackers, things, breaking apart the things that you legally own to let you do the things that you want to do with the things that you legally own. I am so happy about this. I don't even know what to say. Getting off my soapbox <laughs> a little bit there. Yep, Extreme Butoden. Heath, we have hit the point of the show. We are about to talk about spoilerific thing. This is We are? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Heath. Oh. You'll have to leave because I know you haven't okay. kept up on things. Um I thought I could make it through a news cycle without finding anything out it's impossible for us we are about to hit the topic slash news slash topic section of our show it's going to be all revival of f from here on out spoilers analysis critiques your thoughts our thoughts if you do not want any and these are going to be like really big spoilers about the movie you have to turn off the podcast now by my saying that you're probably now like shut up mike i'm listening to the entire goddamn thing whether i wanted to or not because now you're teasing me and that's what i want to hear you are with us for the long haul here we go heath revival of f i heard balma dies is that true i don't know keep listening Let's start with some of the newsier kind of things before we get into the really meaty things. Uh, Heath, we had character bios that were posted on the website. And this is kind of a two-part story where there was the initial batch and then there was the, whoops, we uploaded stuff we probably shouldn't have batch. So the initial batch is all the expected stuff. I think the the two key points we wanted to take out of this are uh, the Oracle Fish is back. Shoko Nakagawa is playing the Oracle Fish. Probably going to be something really minor though, right? I mean, how big of a role? Can the fish have? I can't imagine she's going to do a whole lot, but I really liked her role in Battle of Gods. I did too. I was pretty much, yeah. we're, we're just going to insert you for a little bit. You're not really going to take the spotlight, but also the ditziness of the character of like, oh, yeah, I guess I, I predicted that. Did I say that? All sure. Right then. I, yep. I guess I did. Yep. If you say so, I think it's it's perfect for her. The other confirmation we got, which I think we were all expecting, and of course now the trailer confirms, but the character bios confirmed, Goku and Vegeta are training with Whis. Awesome. So awesome. That wraps up, like, I mean, a lot of the other stuff was uh, just recaps of things we already knew. That mm-hmm. Gohan, like Pilaf, Shu, and Mai will be back. Right. Gohan can't find his dogi, so he's wearing his tracksuit. Mm-hmm. Just all the same kind of things. Uh, character designs we've already seen. Tenshin Han is back. Right. Right. Kulian's back. But Goten and Trunks, what? Still miss it. All right, let's talk about that real quick. My theory is that Goten and Trunks are going to be... Well, I have two theories. One is that Goten and Trunks are going to be asleep throughout the entire movie, and they'll wake up at the end, and they'll have, I, they'll have missed... I was thinking that, too. They'll have missed everything, that's and they'll insane. be pissed. So I, that's one oh of my Oh, my God. The other theory is something that... I mean, the worst wish in history is maybe it is just the basic, we brought Frieza back, but maybe it's like characters who weren't... Or I don't know how to phrase it, but the characters who weren't around at the time will not be involved here, something like that. Like, And we're going to mm-hmm. revert it back to before Frieza was defeated somehow. Like, So maybe it doesn't change the age of everyone because we still see Gohan being older, but maybe that like takes Goten and Trunks away from the story somehow. I don't know. That could happen. I don't know. I don't see it as as likely. No. I, I think they're just going to be my, my other theory was just that they actually made them older 
And they yeah, and they don't want to show. And they, they don't want to spoil it, right? Yeah, and we'll get to. I mean, they're ruining everything else, so they might as well keep something exactly. And I want to talk about spoilers and being in control of stuff a little bit. Um, yeah. What about poor Maron, who is like oh, two inches oh, tall? Oh, I do have a point. Okay. Although it's not really much of a point because now that I think about it, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> okay. So moving on. No, no, you have to. Say no, it I was anyway. just going to say that Kusao is actually. Um, he's listed right yeah but we get that flashback. but we get the flashback so maybe that's all he's credited for right we don't know. but it's so hard to tell because nozawa is always credited and it just is always goku at all right right it's like pfft, is it all three is bardock gonna be in here <laughs> you never know until you actually see the exactly. flipping movie all right so I, I think that covers all that stuff so then we get into the second part which was whoops we uploaded the character bios for tagama sorbet and frieza and we got voice actor information for the mm-hmm. the two folks that we didn't know who do we have on deck for our two new characters so Tagoma will be played by Kazuya Nakai, and Sorbet will be played by Shiro Saito. So we have Zoro in the mix. That's cool. Yes. When I was going through, I'm like, God, you know, these names seem kind of familiar. Like, I know that Where one. do I know this from? And I just started doing a little, re- little bit of research. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit, that's insane. And then we found out spoiler that he may not be around very long and then i got even more sad i know which is really sad I was like oh you're the good one. Oh, you're gone um th- that was pretty much it from the the character bio it was just the voice actor information mm-hmm. which had not been formally announced yet at that point but yeah and the only thing um that really stood out to me was for takoma mm-hmm. this is the first place that i've seen where he's actually referred to as sorbet's bodyguard mm. not that we didn't really already kind of suspect that i mean it makes sense right right but he specifically called out as his bodyguard got it uh then some of the other newsy stuff we have we have a blog post from a staff member uh, i believe the name was hikari that they wrote there um with norihito sumitomo who we were talking about earlier in a very negative light <laughs> this post was a, a kind of nice behind the scenes look at the recording for the score of revival of f a lot of great pictures a lot of great insight into things was there anything super interesting to you heath as you were reading through this and checking out some of the the pictures and the thoughts and the instruments Mm -hmm. well besides you know i am a glutton for behind the scenes information Yeah, totally so you know that's kind of nice but other than that i mean it doesn't really gleam a whole lot at least towards the plot or development of the film Mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice that you, you almost get his thought process laid out for you as simple as it could possibly be, which also makes you wonder, really? So you're telling me you just start from point A and go to point B until you're done? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was like when he's like, it's amazing. He starts at the beginning and does all of the pieces as he goes. <laughs> what you're saying is oh. it's amazing that he does his job and then he's done with his yeah, job. But yeah, I, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from of it's possibly some composers will say, well, I'm going to pick out all the key moments in a film and score those first mm. and then build everything else Almost around right. that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Sumitomo apparently starts at the very beginning apparently does all of his kick-ass stuff right away and then builds on it. Yeah. 
as he put it. It was a cool read. So thanks to Jake for translating yeah. that. You can check the whole thing out on the site. And speaking of blog posts. We're, we're getting into the big stuff Jake. here. Yeah. Jake is doing a blog post translation every day. Uh, Bulma launched an official blog to promote Revival of F. Some of these daily blog entries have been kind of nothing. And some of them have been a little more interesting. Uh, yeah, because it made you wonder when they started off at 59. Mm-hmm. You're just like, man, that is a lot of people to have come on an interview right. or make a comment. Well, and then we've seen that occasionally it's just staff member, and it's probably the same staff member over and over. No, it's it's not even a staff member. It's the staff. I mean, that's how they write it in Japanese. It's yeah, yeah. Staff days. Oh, Okay, apparently the entire staff got in a room and decided this is what we'll talk it's about. It's one person. One person is also Bulma, is also Piccolo, is also Gohan. What? <laughs> Mike, you are blowing my mind right I now because that is mystery. not how the internet works. Oh, really? Really? So it, it's been fun. We've got a, a couple really nice ones. We've had stuff from Toshio Furukawa. We've had Masako Nozawa. We've had Ryusei Nakao. Piccolo, Goku, Frieza, respectively. So we've had some uh, staff stuff there. We had mm-hmm. Momoiro, Clover Z do part one of two, and then they forgot about doing part two, and they've been doing some other stuff in the meantime. Yeah, I really like how they've they've not only pulled in voice actors, but they've pulled in in character yes dialogue, right. which has just been. I I think those are almost my favorite. They are. Just they're like, fun. Vegeta's like, what the hell am I doing here? And Bulma's just like, hey, Krillin, it's about time you showed up. <laughs> it's like really. <laughs> This is awesome. And all of those entries have been there just to basically repeat something that's been said elsewhere, mm-hmm. like Gohan explaining how he can't find his dogi. So it's just another way to reinforce the same concepts over and over. But it's fun. Jake is translating each one each day. So you can head on over to the site and uh, read those entries. They've been fun. Heath, this is the big stuff. Are you ready to get into the big stuff? I think so. All right. Can I take my kitty gloves off now? You can. You take those training wheels off too. We're going. You're doing it, buddy. Oh, You're God. doing it. You're riding out by yourself. I'm going down the hill. So we thought we were going to see the full reveal of Frieza's new evolution, new form in the 2015 number 15 issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, which as of this recording would be a little, little under a week from now. What actually happened, however, was they decided to release the new full length trailer for the film, which itself completely spoils what Frieza's transformation is. Now, we were kind of hinting at this earlier. The way the print cycle works, it's Wednesday when we're recording. I don't know when I'll put this up. It's dated for this week. Who knows how this is going to work? But we're at the point in the week. Wednesday is kind of when we start seeing leaks from the next weekly jump, if not earlier than this. So honestly, what they were probably doing was in a shocking twist of enlightenment from Japan, realizing and acknowledging that stuff is going to leak online early, being in control of the messaging here and putting out the trailer, displaying it how they want to display it to people in the context they want people to see it in. I think it was a fucking smart move. They did the right thing. Well, if they're going to spoil it anyway, yes, it is much better to get ahead of everything. Yeah. Which is something that they haven't done 
for a long time. No, they've been terrible at it. They always wait, like, the launch of the official site a day after V-Jump comes out, which is a week after all the leaks have spoiled all the announcements. That's why I'm saying this was a shocking example of them understanding how the real world works. And good on them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you were kind of hesitant there, like, if they were going to do it, there's a way to do it. Uh, Of course, now we have Freeze's transformation, new form, spoiled for us. We already see what it looks like, so everyone's already forming their opinions about it. Is that the other side of the coin here? I think so, yeah. Because we've, you know, we'll go into what a lot of other people have told us, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the feedback, everything we've seen on... There's two camps of, yes, I don't care if this is spoiled, and the other camp is kind of, well, you kind of just ruined the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, can, I can really see both sides. Um, you get What the, are you going to do? You get the people that's like, well, you've spoiled it. What is there to see? And then you've got the other side, which is it's the journey, not the destination. Now, for people that aren't is. in Japan, I feel like I'm not as concerned just because the movie's going to come out in Japan. People are going to talk about it online from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Other people in other countries will find out. Images will stop pop, start popping up everywhere, and you won't know what you're seeing until it's too late. And then you'll just go, oh, shit. Yeah. Now I saw it. Right, right. And that's just the way it is. We live in the internet age. These things happen. Um, there are you can no fret about it, but there's not much you can really do. That all being said, Heath, Golden Frieza, what do you think about Golden Frieza? Initial thoughts were, okay, I don't know if I would have gone with that color. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just right off the bat, it's really grown on me. Yeah, um, me too. I wouldn't say I'm in love with it, but I wouldn't say that I hate it. It's just... Um, I'm kind of on the sit on the side and wait, you know, Mm. sort of thing. I can go both ways. And then my second thought was, wow, this is so Toriyama. It is. If you were expecting some great evolution or transformation, I saw a lot of comments of, well, what about Kula? That, you know, you just like skipped him. This has never, ever been referred to as a transformation, only as an evolution. Well, and then we found out that he trains. That's not entirely true because there was that first quote from V Jump that used the word henshin, which is transformation, but then they've gone back on mm-hmm. that every that's time. That's the since. only place that's ever been referenced, right. though. All right. So, so I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I have way more thoughts, but we don't have enough time. Okay. My thoughts have been I think I liked Super Saiyan God more than I liked this at first but I'm with you Mm -hmm. where it's growing on me and lots of other people have said this I think we're all on the same page I can't take credit for it but I think we're all thinking this if this new evolution was even remotely similar to what Kula's fifth final form was then we would all be saying well that's just like Kula so Mm -hmm. like you kind of can't win if you're that much of a he would have lost me if he would have done or you know too much where no matter yeah. what is done here, it's either too similar to how he already is or too similar to what another villain, namely his brother, has already done. So in that respect, mm-hmm. I think Toriyama's kind of brilliant, where it's, I don't look too much different, but mofos, you got something coming your way. And I think for me, it is one reason why I've really come around to it so much mm-hmm. is just because every time it's like, damn it, Toriyama, you did it again. You had to do it. He always... And he said it in interviews, whatever somebody tells him to do, <laughs> he will do the opposite. Right. And this is almost identical to that. I mean, to a T, he just said, hey, you know what? 
I'm going to do an opposite. Absolutely. I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't slightly disappointed when I saw it, but, mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm totally coming yeah. around to, man, it's Toriyama. I, I'm going to put some faith in him. And you can say whatever shit you want to say about some of the crazy in-universe stuff he's been saying lately. I don't I See, in my opinion, that's brilliant. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> when you put a, a real product to create in front of him, I'm not saying that properly, but like when he actually makes something for you to consume that's not just a quote in a magazine... I feel like his defying of expectations has worked out for me so far. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of yeah. He that. hasn't really let me down too much. So you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And just because he looks one way, we don't know how the story is going to play out. Right. Right. Quite yet. So I mean, there could be something totally more to it. There could be less. Who knows? And then uh, you you can vouch for me on this one. I think I texted you almost right away. I don't think anybody's pointed out that Frieza turned gold and the movie comes out on Golden Week. And then today was like the first day I somebody saw somebody make that comment. <laughs> like we knew it all along. We just didn't know that we knew. Yeah. Uh so that's Frieza. Uh Jocko's in the movie. See, I will agree with a lot of people. I was actually really shocked. I was too. That they spoiled that. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm I'm not at all really surprised he's in the movie i'm just really surprised they put it in the trailer and not only like one little glimpse of him he's in there twice yeah he is i'm so i'm surprised that i'm not i'm surprised that they spoil it and i'm not the thing was jocko wasn't this runaway amazing success in japan and one of the mm-hmm. ways that you can tell is where a comic is located within Weekly Shonen Jump, and it was consistently being pushed further and further back in the magazine. And the fact that it took so long to come out in the collected edition, and yeah, part of that was Dragon Ball Minus being created, but Jocko didn't do gangbusters. It, it just kind of came and went and wasn't a failure, but it wasn't a runaway success either. Everyone just wanted the last chapter. <laughs> right. So to have him show up is like, oh, that's cool. Now, from my perspective, I've been like, all right, well, how are they going to make that work in a store it's like he left his mission is like he he failed his mission and and, mm-hmm. and as julian has described by failing his mission he accomplished his mission in a way but so he's done and he left forever ago and like yeah maybe he came back and visited omori occasionally but why would he be there with everyone and the only explanation i've been able to come up with in my head that makes sense and doesn't feel like too much of a stretch is maybe he's after tagama and sorbet and he just tracked him back to Earth. And then he happens to just team up with everyone. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. He's a galactic patrolman. In my head, I was always like, we've gone this entire time and we've never seen anyone from the galactic patrol. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's in a movie. Yeah, like, why did why is he there? Yeah. Why does he know everyone? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't know or doesn't care who mm-hmm. anyone is, and he's here for his own separate mission. And it- The other part of me, and this is really selfish, just kind of goes, oh, this is going to be awesome because there's going to be lots of people that don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> I know. Other countries are going to have to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but besides that, yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, it, it's no secret. I freaking love Jocko. Up until Track Em All Minus, <laughs> I thought it was absolutely amazing. It was everything I could have wanted from Toriyama doing that kind of story. So I'm psyched to see him show up. I just hope he works in the story and doesn't feel forced because it's super possible for it to feel way forced. And um, 
I, I hope it doesn't. I agree. That brings us to pretty much the biggest spoilers of the spoilers that we can have. I mean, yeah, Freeze's form is given away, but we don't know all the story and the context behind things. Well, when you have the first chapter of Toyotaro's three-chapter adaptation of the beginning part of the film spelling out the story for us, now we know a lot about the movie. Uh, Julian, man... Bless that dude. The day before V-Jump came out, he was able to secure his copy and he sat there and he pumped out a summary for that. And it was longer than we thought it was going to be. It was, what, 31 pages, something like that? Worked his butt yeah. off. Got that summary done. So now we've had some time to get the issue ourselves, check it out, pour over all the information. Heath, what are your initial thoughts on this early part of the revival of F story, which as far as we know, is pretty much the story of the film. Oh gosh. I really like the setup. I really do. I think it's a good place to start. I mean, I have qualms about it. Things that, you know, I'm going to call Toriyama isms where he kind of alters things mm -hmm. a bit. But other than that, you know, I like the artistic license he's kind of taking finally with his own series. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with it, but for once, you know, and we saw it with Battle of Gods, he's really owning up to this is his series. Definitely. He created it. It's his baby. Yep. And um, <laughs> I don't know if it goes back to the whole, I'm going to do the opposite thing, but, He's pretty much going to do whatever the hell he wants with it. Right. Continuity. Be damned, be damned. of anyone else. Yep. I mean, and the continuity thing, there's a couple things, but overall it's, it's totally fine. I think the, the one thing that everyone's grasping onto has been, um, if you're in hell, you shouldn't have your body. At the same time, yes. he sent Dabra to heaven. So, I mean, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, the only, I mean, that's the biggest qualm I have with it is we're flat out told in the series that he, he should not have his body. Right. And by series, I mean in the manga right. written by Toriyama. I have no qualms with how hell looks because it is never shown in the manga. Toriyama, even though he kind of helped develop how hell looked in the anime adaptation, mm -hmm. um, that wasn't totally him. So I, I can go either way on that. I'm I'm more easy to give that a pass than I am him having a body. See, Bardock as an example of, yeah, I helped with something. Yeah. And even if I liked it, doesn't mean I have to stick with it and do whatever I want. Exactly. But you he you can also kind of retcon it in that, you know, oh, well, he he has his body because uh, Enma Dio didn't really know what he was talking about. And he's, <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's punishing him even more. Like maybe there's more context we're going to get in the film. Yeah. And this is something I threw in the outline for a little bit later in the discussion, but I kind of want to hit it now. And it's something that is this dark side of me where I like seeing everyone get their comeuppance. <laughs> and that's, I really feel like every little nuance bullshit tidbit that someone comes up with to be like, well, actually this shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. I feel like either a character asks the same thing in dialogue here in the manga chapter, or it's said in a character biography. Like they are acknowledging all the exact same things. Like why is Kududin's head shaved? Well, because he shaved it to go back into the battle. Just, I, I think I said that here on the show. Like if they just say the one thing and hand wave it, it totally works. And they did exactly that. They could do the exact same thing here. Why does he have his body in hell? Just say a one little thing. Like they kind of did in Battle of Gods with why is Kaio's planet the way it is. The extended edition made it a little more clear with uh, some extra stuff there. But They can do all of that 
and I'm totally fine with it, mm-hmm. as long as they never say anything about Super Saiyan Gohan ever so that everyone can just flip shit over it well even then we have the line about can i actually go or am i able to still go super silent like they are sort of addressing it they may address it in the film and maybe it'll be a case of no one likes what the answer is but i'm kind of with you and that goes back to my dark side earlier it's like don't answer them watch them squirm just don't don't do it don't do it it'll be so fun if they don't answer it that's so selfish it is it it helps me go to sleep at night <laughs> I know. knowing that. Like, I sleep on your tears. It makes me a better person. But anyway. <laughs> yes, I digress. Th- there were a couple other things. I'm kind of forgetting what they were. It was the hair. Uh, it was Gohan. Even the dogi. See, I love Gohan's hair. Yeah, it's totally I, fun. I don't know why. I think it looks great. Like, I almost wish that's kind of how his hair always looked because he's a warrior, but he's a scholar. So it's you know, it's kind of a nice mix. And and he's half human, half science. So what the hell? He can do whatever he wants with his hair. I apologize. I can't remember who it was, but someone posted a picture of Gohan with this haircut and uh, Pawn from the end of the manga side by side. And it's the same <laughs> I saw that. So it's like, that could just be an awesome little thing there. Um, mm-hmm. So other story stuff. I absolutely love the being brought back to life, but then being in pieces. That's just that is Toriyama to me, and that shot of his eye and how the eye you know, looks up. It's so good. It's so good. Not only the fact that he comes back in pieces, but like they're all standing there and he puts himself back yeah, he together. He tries to pull like, back together. Oh my god. And then he falls apart again. That's and like awesome. Pilaf just loses his shit. That's awesome. <laughs> that kind of says to me that um so for him to be brought back in pieces, does that mean he was still alive in pieces? I know other I, I've said this several times. I know other people people have talked about this but i thought the same thing we're allowed to have similar thoughts like so after trunk sliced him to pieces there was still a part of frieza that was still alive and was probably thinking like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and that makes me so happy i think that's awesome i guess we gotta go back to hell real briefly in the momoro clover z girls as a little mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to call them hell's angels i think that's an apt description i think them. that's appropriate uh i think that's wonderful he's just sitting there suffering that's amazing it's brilliant in a way and i'm i'm really curious because julian mentioned this in his notes and i i kind of noticed it as well but a lot of toriyama's older well not older but Characters from other series that he had created that are angels mm-hmm. appear in hell. And I'm really curious if they actually appear in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, if they this. don't, that's, you know, whatever. But yeah, we, we know he's a fan of Toriyama, so I wouldn't even put it past him to put him in there on his own. Right, and maybe no one, I mean, who remembers Tochio the Angel besides anyone who's looking at Kanzenban well, advertisements. The book was written time. for like six-year-olds. Right, so, uh, so that's cool stuff. Another yeah. thing everyone latched onto, but Gohan holding Baby Pond and Piccolo being like, get that thing away yeah. from me. That was amazing. <laughs> Something we talked about earlier, but so one of Frieza's minions or remnants talking about sorbet come and one of them is just off to wait early on i think that's that's a really fun touch it was like no one's safe even one of the new characters is gone early on yeah it should have been someone else with 
a subpar voice actor, but right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, an- another thing that uh, just going back to one of our earlier points where they're addressing all of the fans concerns as well. Frieza acknowledges that two signs defeated him. I-, I do feel like they're addressing everything that one's like, but what about blah, blah, blah? What Trunks is the one who actually killed him. Like Frieza acknowledges this in dialogue and, but Goku humiliated him. Right. That's why he's going to get revenge on both of them. I love that kind of stuff. Yes. So, I see, and that almost goes back to your thinking of their, you know, Goten and Trunks are asleep the whole time. Mm-hmm. I could totally see a whole five-minute sequence of Frieza shows up, and he knows where Goku is, but he spends like five minutes going around the entire planet trying to find Trunks. <laughs> Where's this other one? Yeah. <laughs> Because he didn't know that Trunks is from the future. Trunks didn't get into that kind of exposition with him. Yeah. So... He doesn't know. So I have to ask you this another thing people have been talking about. This is very similar to in Dragon Ball Minus, where Toriyama shoehorned in. Frieza knows not only about Super Saiyan, but Super Saiyan God. Here, at least in... And Beerus. And Beerus. Here in Toyotaro's Balga, which we assume is a pretty straight adaptation of what the movie will be, Frieza knows about Boo, which is not something mm-hmm. that we knew before. Do you have any thoughts on that? Any feelings on that? Not really. Apparently, everyone in Dragon Ball knows everyone. <laughs> We're, but we're they only bring way. it up when they need to acknowledge when it. it's finally relevant. Because apparently everyone knew about Beerus, even Vegeta. Well, no one. That he at least seemed like that memory was a little suppressed there. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, really, when you think about it, because, you know, I don't meet somebody new and hang and all of a sudden be like, hey, yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> right. I've never, you know, you have no idea who he is, but I just know this guy. Right. You know, it would make no this sense. has no relevance to the discussion. Earlier. But by the way, I yeah. actually know all this other stuff. Right. And everyone's like, but he says he's the strongest in the universe. He's a spoiled brat. Vegeta said he was the strongest. Things change. You just kind of mm-hmm. have to roll with it. Well, and it fits their personality. Like, you're, I mean, he's he's a mutant brat that basically is running this giant planet stealing conglomeration. His father has no reins on him. Right. And they're a dysfunctional family that are super powerful mutants that can rule the universe. Why not say, hey, I'm the strongest because you can't beat me. And re- really, sense. is Boo going to come get me? Don't worry about that. Exactly. Who cares? So, I mean, then we pretty much just get to the, I'm going to train for the first time. That has been the biggest discussion point, I feel like. I think it's really fucking brilliant. I do. It is. I do. I, I really think it is. I don't care about the time frame. I, and again, it's like the fifth time I'm saying it, but everyone's already talked about it. If you've read discussions, four months, sure. I mean, Frieza is a brilliant fighter in his own right. I I don't see the problem with it. It fits his character. Like he's acknowledged that he's been humiliated and for the first time he's going to do something about it. And even as he's talking about his humiliation, he's putting other people down. Like that is mm-hmm. Frieza to a T. I think Toriyama really knows his character here. Oh yeah. And my contention or rebuttal has always been if you have such a problem with him training for four months and being stronger, then do you also have a problem with the room of spirit and time? Yeah, like literally everyone else they, in the I series. I mean, they're, they're essentially plot devices. There's no way to get around that. Yeah. But they also fit within the story. I mean, you're talking about a character that has never trained in his entire life. He was just born with this power. Yeah. I think it works Would you fine. train if you didn't have to? Right. I, it, I think it's 
a wonderful idea. I hope we get a training montage, and maybe that's where the the insert song. It says it's a battle song, but it's gonna be we'll a see. montage. So I, I, I do want to take it back to the trailer. I know we've been talking about the the Toyotaro's manga here. What are your thoughts, Heath, on F and Vow of Z that we've heard so far uh, being in the movie? I mean, we've been fans of the Maximum the Hormone song. I've mm, seen a lot of. I was gonna say. I, I think Valley criticisms back at people where it's like but you didn't like the rock music in the Funimation versions why is this one okay I think it's okay on a couple different levels but I want to get your thoughts first well to begin with I have always loved that song you Um, just like the song okay that's a fair point I just like the song yeah Um, you're entitled to that honestly I think in my opinion I mean I'm still probably biased on it but if you even throw out the fact this is about Frieza I just genuinely like this song i think it's a good song and if you don't know it's it's got a wonderful homage to makafushiki adventure or yeah yes. yeah, yeah it does i see I'm, mm-hmm. I'm confused because it's an homage to makafushiki and it's got a lyrical reference to uh i'll give you romance so it's like combining yeah. the two things there and it incorporates dragon ball yeah so you throw that back in and yeah i like it um i also think if it's imperfect with how they used it within the trailer where it's that fight scene and they've already said it's going to be a battle song Mm -hmm. so i think it fits well the song is about frieza the movie's name came from the song so you know you just kind of put it all together it's like if it didn't appear at all it would almost be more of a letdown i agree than them using it and saying it doesn't fit yeah yeah because it's rock not that i have to defend my like of it but because i've been asked so much about it i mean for starters everything you've said about i mean it's basically the inspiration for the movie how do you not Mm -hmm. pay it forward there the band has been such a long time real genuine fans it's not like using some 41 to wrap up the bardock special (laughs) like it's it's not that kind of case like you said i make no apologies i just like the song like too bad i i like the song i i think it's great and i'm not contrary to what some people may think i'm not against upbeat rock and type music being used to emphasize a fight i just don't think what we've seen before in other international productions has been the right tone and and this one i i think is i make no apologies as i explain my apologies but them's the breaks so there you go i apologize for my apology yeah i'm sorry you feel that way so the theme song yeah vow of z i I can't get a read on it yet i can't either i do agree with some of the comments i saw about it was really weird just going from from one to the other to vow of z uh just because they are so polar opposite but they're also very small snippets of the song, and I'm assuming they are going to be very, very far apart within the movie. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, one is the opening theme song, the other one's a battle theme that's probably going to be middle to three quarters of the way through the film, something like that. Yeah. So I can't say that I hate it, but I can't say I love it, which I know is a cop out, but I don't think there's enough to go by at this point. We don't know yet. Yeah. As opposed to F, which we've had for years. Mm -hmm. So that's just the way it is. We've said a lot and we've been recording for a while. I'm working under the assumption that I have a snow day tomorrow. That being said, I do need Mm -hmm. to go to bed at some point. So what I would like to do now. So we have like an hour, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Let's turn it over to everyone else's thoughts. We asked earlier this evening on Twitter. Come on, quick thoughts. What do you think about Revival of F? Are you keeping up? Give us your thoughts. So I want to run down a 
bunch of these right now. So Heath, if you can load up the Twitter account and go to the replies, let's work I backward am. here. Our buddy Josh immediately responding, Kendamu, Gold Frieza is the direct result of blonde hair envy. He just doesn't even know that Red <laughs> is the new blonde now. <laughs> like Frieza didn't get the memo. Red's the uh, the new hotness now. All right. And then we have Mike Warren who jumped in and said, I wish they weren't so willing to spoil the films or so heavily promote them. Some of us want to be surprised during the movies. Yeah, it's tough, especially internationally. Let's see, we've got Morad. Finally, this is Vegeta's time to shine. Yeah, we didn't talk about that with that ominous line in the movie. People have already got their, their theories out there. Is Vegeta going to double cross mm. Goku here? What's going to happen? Uh, I have a couple of theories that I really like. Yeah, okay. So Toss them out. What do you got? I am I am looking forward to this. I... I have a feeling that it is sort of a, you know what, I'm going to go back to being bad again, which is always awesome. I know it's kind of overdone, but it's always awesome, especially with, you know, Ryo Horikawa. I mean, yeah. come on. Really? Yeah. Um, so I I think he kind of does, but he also does it as a ploy because he actually does like Kakarot now. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of, I can see a, a, um, I'm a spy of a spy of a spy sort totally. of thing going on. What, what I can see happening is, I don't know if he knocks down Goku and he's, I got this. And it's like we were talking about apologizing for not apologizing. Like he goes, mm-hmm. no, I got this. And he takes out Frieza and Goku's like, what the hell, man? I needed this for me. And then he leaves. Like <laughs> maybe that's it. Or there could be, you know, a whole um, exchange of Frieza is kicking Goku's butt. Mm-hmm. And he makes this offer to Vegeta and he says, fine, I'll go with you if you spare him. Mm-hmm. And they leave so that Goku can train more and beat him. You know, there's so many possibilities. There's a lot. There's a lot. So yay for spoilers yep. that actually don't give everything away. That's true. That's true. All right, moving yeah. on. All right. So Lord Moonstone says that four months of training equals going gold. I dig it. But in better news, Jocko, Jocko, Jocko. Uh, 100% agreement. See, we got Frank. They revealed too much in that trailer. Frieza's new form and Jocko being in the movie should have been a surprise. Yeah, like we were saying, they had to get out front. Frieza's form was going to leak at some point. But the Jocko mm-hmm. thing would have been such an awesome bonus surprise for people who knew yes. it. Yes. Kind of like how uh, Tarbol kind of made his reference yeah, yeah, exactly in Battle of Gods. Yeah. So I think that would have worked well. That was easier to keep on the wraps because it was a piece of dialogue as opposed to exactly. something that could be drawn and leaked. And yeah, I do hope that when Weekly Jump actually unveils this, that we get Toriyama's original like character like a, design. Yeah, a sketch and a comment, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had uh, Nerio Montero. Great. The participation of Jocko and the final form of Freezer. I think we're all so excited. He's excited. All excited about the same stuff. We got Jocko. We got Gold Freezer. Let's go, man. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Monkey D. Luffy, the Kaizoku Luffy. I like what I see so far. The story, animation, everything seems to be so intense. I can't wait to see it. Agreement. And then our buddy AJ jumped in. Hey, he's cheating. Uh, Two tweets. Not fair. I know. We will scold him. I'm excited to see all the parallels with the Frieza arc that were hinted at in the trailer. I think this will be Vegeta's movie. I don't love Frieza's form. The reaction to it is a bit overblown, though. I'm excited to see whether the design is deliberately ironic. Yeah, jumping back to what Josh was talking about earlier, like, is he going to taunt people? Like, I can go gold, too. 
Mm-hmm. We don't know. Maybe. Got Gigi here. Meh. I was more excited for Battle of Gods, I feel. Hey, that's a fair response, too. I think yeah, even our buddy Kay has been saying that. Uh, I saw some discussion, like, are you excited to go see the, the preview if you can get in? It's like, eh, I don't think I'll bother. <laughs> can you imagine being in Japan and not wanting to go to it? It's so hard for us. To, to feel that way super friends universe jumps in uh waiting to see how it plays out some of the fans are way too quick to jump to negativity welcome to the internet i think everyone's spoiled now post battle of gods like everyone got their excitement out of the system and never all back to jaded a little bit i don't know i'm trying to hold yeah. up that that uh happy feeling we'll see kurt says gold frieza is really gaudy Jocko's cool. Sadly, I'm not really liking what I am seeing with this film at the moment. So we've got a couple people here in a row that are like, eh, I'm not so sure. And again, that is totally fair. Bobby said, Gohan transforms to Super Saiyan and he's in a tracksuit. Can he get some respect? Never should have become a secondary character. Uh, so we got the, the Gohan defenders coming up being like, what the hell, man? What's going on? I don't know. We don't know what Gohan's role is going to be. So I would hold tight and, and see what happens. Clearly, it's going to be Goku and Vegeta at the end of the day but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see what Gohan's got. Hey, the kid has a baby. I he mean, does. Give him a break. Daddy's busy, all right? Step off. Let's see, right now to wrap it up, uh, John says, that shot of Jocko standing with the Z-Warriors just feels right. How on earth did we go 30 years without him? I think that's a great comment to end it on because it agrees with me. And how can you end a show other than agreeing with me? Perfect. Mwah. Thank you much. Heath, No, I got to go to bed, man. No one should agree with no? you. No, shut up. Get off my show. Oh, wait. It's kind of your show, too. All right. I'm done. Man, it's been a pleasure. Um, this went a little longer than I was expecting, but that is totally okay. I'm, I'm losing my voice. This is about but... how long I figured it would Did go. You? I don't even know. Yeah, because we got together and, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens when we get together. I'm looking at 123 on my raw recording. We'll see what that ends up as in uh, the final. I have 123.09. Yes, I'm 123.10. So we're, we're in sync. Don't worry. I know how to edit a show. I've been doing this for a little bit. You do yes so it'll be 15 minutes it will long. be 15 minutes long <laughs> can you do a full-length version and a abridged version of this episode i don't have the time to do that but if i did that could be pretty hysterical it would it, be it would probably be all of all of my <laughs> cursing and you just laughing and then me like see you later folks and that's the end yeah uh, so Heath, www.kanzensuu.com. We already talked about it earlier. We got Jake doing the daily blog post from Bulma's blog promoting the movie. You got a, a bunch of news drafts that we didn't necessarily get to here in the episode. Those will be going up on the site soon. We have news articles we didn't even talk about that just were posted yesterday. Lots of stuff. There's just so much to cover. Uh, Julian's been wrapping up a bunch of other stuff that just needs to get compiled and posted. Um mm-hmm. I've been getting back to some other stuff too, uh, working on the news. Two of us been kind of like news heavy the last couple of days. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've had like this itch to write things and post That's them. That's wonderful. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I don't know why. We're kind of back to this 24-hour cycle and it's going to be that way for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just wrap it up. 
Uh, we talked about the site. We got the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Tumblers. Speaking of the Tumblers, check out the Xenoverse typos Tumblr and submit your own stuff. Definitely check. That I don't out. expect it to take off. I'm not looking for it to be like this amazing thing. I just personally find it hysterical, and I would love your submissions to it. I did notice that someone pointed it out to Bandai Namco US earlier, and they responded, so they're aware of it. It's not mean spirited, but it's totally mean spirited because come on, know the correct your. Um, anything else you want to toss out there? Are we done? I think we're done. I mean, I think that's a wrap. We uh, we covered a lot of stuff. We missed a lot of stuff. We entertained each other for like an hour. Par for the course. Which is good. That's right. Um, Now we're both going to probably just go pass out. Let's go crash. That has been Heath over there. I have been Mike. We got the Julians. We got the Jakes. We will see you next time whenever that is here on our podcast at Kanzen Shu. This has been episode 374. Five. We are into March. We are a little more than a month away from Dragon Ball Z Fukatsu no Fu Revival of F opening in Japan. Julian will be there opening day. The plan is to do all the usual stuff we do. And by usual, I mean the one time we did it with Battle of Gods, where it is he goes and sees it. And then we immediately record a podcast and we have synopsis and all that stuff ready to go. We will do our best. Konzenshu.com. It's been a pleasure. Heath, you get the last word right now. Everybody go out, buy some Kirin Mets. You will not regret it. Or you'll greatly regret it. I have no idea. I haven't actually tried it. <laughs>